Welcome, welcome back to She Can Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongali, Gongali MC on Instagram, or the original Gongali on TikTok, of, you know, because I do be over there just putting up content. Or you can always go to She Can Talk the Podcast on Instagram. Keep it simple. You can go to doerecords.com. That's the website, doerecords.com. Or you cannot forget about my greediness. So you can go over to Colleen Eat Wings. Also on Instagram, check out what food I've been, what places I've been, where I've been tasting. So there you go. How you been? First of all, I want to say happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Actually, today's the first day of Kwanzaa. So if you're listening to this in real time, then today is Monday. It is December 26, 2022, and um, it is the first day of Kwanzaa. So, you know, happy holidays to everyone. We just got off of Christmas, um, Christmas Eve. Happy it was on the weekend. I was able to chill. Um, the Arctic front came through basically the whole like Southeast or East Coast or whatever. It got cold. Of course, you know, I'm in Florida. It did get cold here. We went down in numbers, but um, I wasn't outside, so it don't even matter. Hey. I, um, you know, chill with the family. Shout out to Colossal. Shout out to Marley the Brave. He is also on Instagram, Colossal TV, as well as Doggy, Marley the Brave. It's Marley the Brave, like Megan the Stallion, <laughs> ironically, which I did want to touch on that today. But, um, yeah, you can go check them out too. And of course the family we had on the match in pajama jams, we did our thing around the fireplace. We had fun and I'm just so grateful. So I think, um, you know, just to kind of start off or whatever, I think that one thing that I am grateful for and I appreciated this year is the fact that I um, enjoyed the moments and created core memories versus created more core memories versus focused on, like, oh, let me grab this picture. Let me grab that picture. Let me take a picture. Let me go live. Let me go, you know, doing that type of stuff, which I would normally do. Like, hey, I'm a consumer of the Internet, just like everyone else. Right. But um. Yeah, this year I think I did more of appreciating the experiences and creating core memories versus like, oh, let me capture this moment. Let me capture this moment. And I think that was great. Now, don't get me wrong. I did capture a lot of moments, but I also feel, I don't know, you know, I didn't even know. After I experienced them and had so much fun, took the pictures and everything, came back home and like the pictures pop up. Like, oh, yeah. I think that was more better than me posting them. I don't know if that makes any sense, you know. But I will post some a little bit more pictures for the 2023. God bless it. Um, not like I'm against posting. I'm just thinking, I'm just kind of reflecting back on the year that I had. And um, I did a lot of things, a lot of things this year I'm grateful for. Started out the year with a bang. So as I recap, I want to start out um, with a recap. So I think I'll do that. Yeah, this episode really is just going to be um, a little bit of everything that I've been wanting to touch on but in the last couple of weeks. But really, I've just been really busy making core memories, which I'm really grateful for. So I'm back, though, and I did not want to leave the year without saying anything to you guys or just leaving you hanging, you know? So um, I don't know. Last we spoke, I may have told you guys I was going to Austin, Texas. I went out there to Afrotech 2020. But um, let me go back. Let me go back to the beginnings of the year, and let's recap. Um, Honestly, right now, just because I'm going back and reflecting, I may miss a few things. So blame it on my head, not my heart. I love everyone, and I love all the core memories that I have created. And I know you're probably like, Colleen, if they're core memories, how will you forget? But anyway, mind your business. She can talk. There you go. Hey. But um, no, seriously, Um, started out the year with a bang. My birthday, January 28th, as you all may know, or if you don't know, January 28th, you know, and um. I dropped a song called The Coldest Ever. That song is produced by Colossal TV. 
and aka colossal beats and um that song has like even to this day you know it's just one of those songs i think 20 years from now it's going to move some people it's going to move somebody you know i'm gonna i think i'm gonna always capture air every time that song is played you know it's um has been the number one shazam song to date in my discography in my catalog um i get the reports weekly and you know the data feedback on just different stuff and i have and that's not the only song i released this year but that song is still going strong. Um, it qualified to be submitted for consideration for the gram for a Grammy. I did do it, but in re- reality, you know, just being a little humble and eating a little humble pie real quick. I didn't do a video for it. Um, I was just kind of going through some just like, I don't know, growing pains, I guess. Like I didn't, you know, like my hair became a, a topic of discussion for myself. You know, and a concern like I want to change my hair. Like I do, I don't want to be just known as a one-trick pony or just one. You know, like I still have beautiful hair regardless. I just don't even want it to be a factor anymore. I just want to have a different look. You know, so I started playing around with the idea of changing my hair. So I didn't want to do another music video, and you know, then I wanted to change up my look or whatever. So I said I want to go kind of you know, anonymous a little bit and just focus on the music because that's really what I'm focusing on is producing music. Just whatever I'm doing, I'm focused on providing quality to it, you know, like good substance. So I take my time with it. And instead of worrying about the superficials of, oh, let me get an outfit for this video. Oh, I got to get a higher makeup. I got to go, you know, we got to go here. We got to go there. Instead of focusing on the superficial part, which some people might be like, you know, you missed out, you know, you could have, but I don't feel like this. I feel like good music never dies. Right. And it's going to be always new to someone. And 2023, we don't, who knows? We might have, you know, something in the works for you. I don't want to, you know, jinx anything or put the cart before the horse, as they say, but just, you know, you know how we do. I'm always... I'm very unpredictable, so I'll leave it at that. However, I did great with no video. You know, I kind of tapped in. I feel like I like to say my ancestors, you know, but I tapped into myself, which also meant tapping into my ancestors, I I guess. And um, they was just like, leave with love, you know, focus on the music and do what you can and don't beat yourself up if you can't, you know. You're not going to be able to make everyone happy. Everyone's not going to like you, but don't focus on that. Focus on the people that love you, the people that think about you, that care about you enough to, you know, check on your well-being, send you a, you know, a message or a card or a gift on your birthday or a holiday, stuff like that. Like focus on that, you know, and I noticed as I focused more on what makes me happy, what um, brings me joy, the other parts of, um, you know, like, I don't know, the other parts of me that kind of were anxiety field started to release away I cannot explain it any other way I know a lot of people you might have heard people say this before and you'd be like oh yeah that's bullshit people always say that but no it's really true like if you truly take some time out and say like first of all hey what do I want to focus on and focus on it unapologetically like don't worry about if someone says hey that's a stupid ideal don't worry about if someone someone says like hey you know you're too old for this or you're too young for that or you don't have enough money or you're too rich you like you know taking advantage whatever it is whatever speaks to your soul and says hey this is what i want to do i think you should do it and focus on it if you know focus on what makes you feel good because it's so easy 
to be swamped, you know, swamped in and pulled into negative energy. And as they say right now, low vibrations, right? It's so easy to be pulled into that, but it's hard and even harder to fight, to counter attack that I should say, right? Fight it and be positive. You know, it's a fight every day because you could just wake up and be like, oh, I'm feeling good. I had a good rest, had a good breakfast, good exercise. Let me go on internet. Let me go into my social media and check, you know, my emails or check, you know, my messages and it's something that could trigger you or, you know, just the news, turn on the news and something could trigger you like what kind of day are we having, right? So you have to choose to find the parts of you that make you happy. And that's something that I learned. I'm not going to say I learned this year, but this is something that as probably as long as I had this podcast, I have said to you that I'm working on becoming a better me, right? So I'm always going to be a work in progress, I believe, because I feel that's the best way to learn. So there you go. Um, yeah. So what I did do, I did, and I probably told you guys this a few episodes ago, also, if your friends, like if you follow me on certain social media platforms, you've probably seen pictures of me by now to know that I no longer have locks, right? I combed my locks out. I didn't cut them off, like go bald or shave them out. I combed them out. It was a long, tedious process, but I felt like this. I felt like the patience and the um, strength and the endurance that I had to go through to grow them. I had those locks for, you know, I might be telling a little age here, but whatever, fuck it. I had them for 27 years, those locks. Not cut and start again. Not like, hey, you know, these are fake and I look good. I'm gonna get some lock. No, I started them 27 years ago and they grew at certain lengths. I've cut, you know, trimmed my ends, I should say. But for the most part, up until 2022, 27 years worth of locks that I've had, right? So, of course, I see different pictures of me now, and I see different, um, you know, footage of me, and it's like, oh, wow, I, I look, I forgot that stage. I looked cute. And, you know, you always look back like, wow, you know, do I miss my locks? Do I regret it? No. I'm actually excited about where I am, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have locks all my life, you know? And I had long hair, so let me tell you the irony of life. Um... When I was in high school, I had really long hair and, um, certain artists, you know, hip hop artists was in like salt and pepper, MC light. And they had like the asymmetrical haircuts. I had aunts and cousins who were older than me. They had the asymmetrical haircuts. So because of my hair length, my mother was like, no, you're not cutting your hair. And I didn't want to go too short because, you know, I always felt like I had a big head. So I didn't want to cut all my hair off, which I ultimately did. And I went Tony Braxton for college. I had the Tony Braxton haircut, which was the short joint with the sideburns back in the days. I thought I was cute. You couldn't tell me nothing. But anyway, um, like the Tony Braxton, the long type of cut. But before that, um, I had really long hair in high school. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to start having my um hairstylist do it where she was dope she would do it where she would curl some of the curls tighter so it looked like an asymmetrical cut and then the rest of it would fall long and then you know I just tied up and you know kind of like pick it up style in the morning and it would look like I got my salt and pepper going on or whatever but it was really a lot of magical pins and spray and tight curls like roller curls that she would do and like hook me up but it was a lot of work because I had a lot of hair so I was like damn you know to rock this style you know, I can't cut my hair, whatever. So I compromised my, me and my mother and I, and I ended up getting at least like the mushroom, I guess, cut where it was ultimately the hairstyle that MC Light had, you know what I'm saying? Where it was long, but then she had like a second layer that she had like layers on top. Yeah. So we did that. And then after a while, I 
went Tony Braxton, like I said. Then I got locks, and I think I kind of like became stagnated, and I had locks for 27 years. So um, a lot of people were like, well, no, you know, locks means a lot of, you know, spirituality, a lot of deep levels to it. And, um, you know, why would you do that? It's like a sacred thing to have locks. Yes, it is. It is a sacred thing. But another thing that I also learned over that time period is whatever you go through, just like how I was saying earlier, creating core memories, whatever you go through, good or bad, it can potentially be locked. The energy of it can be locked into your hair, you know? So it was points in time where I used to just be like, why can I not stop like every couple of, you know, months or whatever, a certain memory would come back to me and it wouldn't be a good one. You know, it would be something that's negative. I'll be good. I'll be having a good time, enjoying my life, enjoying my present day life. And then out the blue, I just get like a little anxiety filled or just start, you know, harboring as my granny would say harboring on a past memory and I was like why is you know why is that I would do things like meditation I mean a lot of stuff shadow work I you know focus yoga you know boot camps I did a lot of things just to kind of clear my head to be like okay be busy I even took up arts and crafts guys I do like I'm a excellent florist um cooking crazy like so many different so many different skills and talents I learned and found within myself in my, on my quest of having a settled mind and becoming at peace with certain things. Right. So I think, I don't know. It was just like, it just came to me one day and it was like, it's your hair. You got to start fresh, you know, give you, you want to give yourself a a complete fresh start. You got to start fresh. Right. And so for example, um, a tradition, a Rastafarian tradition is, um, well, and I don't know how it is now, but I'm talking about back in what I know from my family, Rastafarian traditions, etc., that were explained to me that Rastafarians don't attend funerals. Right. So because of, you know, whatever the reasons they don't attend the funerals of their loved ones, but what they will do in paying homage to their loved one would be to cut off their locks, you know, and give them like a fresh start. So it was like, I leave that with you. And sometimes, you know, they'll cut off their locks and put them in a you know, casket with their loved ones or just cut them off and, you know, save them or whatever, but just say, Hey, I got to start fresh because, you know, it's a new time or just different points in times, they would cut them off, right? But mainly, I've seen it a lot when, like, someone passed, right? And if it's, like, it's normally, I always notice it's, like, an elderly person, too, that would be, like, I'm not going to the funeral, and then they'll, like, cut their locks, you know what I'm saying? And some won't cut them all the way off, but they'll cut some off, as in, like, paying homage to them, to the person that passed away. So, um, just a lot of things like, you know, I've lost a lot of good friends over a lot of over the past years, like friends that I grew up with from childhood, you know, that I thought that I would be old with and um, our children's children and our grandchildren would be and we just have the memories, but they're not here, you know, and this some of them are pre-COVID. So I can't even say, like, oh, COVID took them out or anything like that, you know, just a lot of things have happened and you lose loved ones, you know, family, too. And then on top of that, I also feel like in order for a re a birth or a rebirth, some, well, I should say rebirth. So in order for a rebirth, some things have to die in a sense. Right. So I said, you know, in my quest to always kind of, you know, be better. And that's my focus. That's my journey that I'm personally on. Maybe this is the next step. Maybe I need to do a, a complete overhaul and, um, comb out my locks. 
you know, and get rid of that energy. And I can say this, I don't know how many people that are listening to me right now can say, Hey, I'm an energy person. I believe in like, you know, spiritual realms. I believe in, I feel like this. If you believe in God, then you are an energy person and you are, you know, you believe in the spiritual realm, right? I don't care if it's aliens or God or Buddha or Allah or Yahweh, whoever it is. If you have any form of belief, you believe in the spiritual realm. That's just my opinion. You can argue in the comments. I don't care. But anyway, um, all that to say is I feel like, um, I believe in that, that energy is serious and energy is clinging. So if you did something, you know, and you know, your hair was a certain way, it could have locked into your hair. If you experienced a lot of negative energy over a course of time, it may not have been a long period of time. It could have been like what you may feel like it's, um, been, and I could just speak for myself. It could have been probably like anywhere between five to 10 years of anxiety in my youth. Not much. Cause you know, you go through growing pains to twenties, like everyone's figuring themselves out from 18 to 30, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, 35 in some cases. But, um, yeah, you know, you go through your growing pains or whatever. But, um, so I would say like my twenties, it was rough anxiety filled, a lot of BS, a lot of craziness that ultimately as a grown woman here, I can say I brought some of that on myself, you know? And then also choice of friends and choices you make ultimately, you know, you can ultimately say, oh, this person or that per person, but choices you make ultimately determine who you are, what lessons you learn, and hopefully what person you become maybe better, preferably better person in the end. Right. So, um, I just figured like at that point, I, you know, I was a starving artist, a starving college student, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for friends in all the wrong places, you know, not understanding my worth. I had a lot of that locked into my hair, you know, over 27 years, you know? And in order for me to say, Hey, look, I found who I am. I know what I like. I know what I love. I'm happy where I'm at and I'm ready to see the next level of me. I figured like, you know, why not change my hair? So that was something that I did this year as well. When I did it, it was a big change. You know, there was a lot of jokes in my house because Colossal, he's very supportive, but a jokester as well. So it was a struggle to take out this hair. It's a lot of hair, but um, it was fun. And I felt the energy, you know, lifting. I felt more positive energy coming in and I felt like a cloud removing itself from my atmosphere, you know? So I was like, ah, better sleep at night. I don't have this big bun that I got to sleep a certain way with now. You know, I just wrap my hair up, go to sleep. I haven't had like neck pains and you can, Colossal could tell you. I used to be like, my neck, my neck is hurting. Like, can you wear my neck? Like he bought me like neck massagers, electrical, like shock treatment massagers, like all types of stuff because I was like, my neck, my neck. I combed my locks out is a different situation. Everyone's journey is different. A lot of people ask me, a lot of my friends like, Hey, will you start locks again? I don't know because I could see myself being an old lady with gray locks, you know, being like the fly granny on the block with the gray locks. However, I might also be the fly granny with gray, long flowing hair, which is also locks, locks of hair you know, and doing me and still represent him. So for right now, I kind of like leaning towards the latter. I think it's fun. I love having free hair and, um, 
you know, and there's a different length. Maybe the length is what played a difference on my, you know, the neck pains I was having, but I'm appreciating the length right now. I'm looking forward to it growing. It's healthy. It's not like it's a, it's been through a traumatic stage, but it's healthy. It's very nice. And I'm grateful. A lot of people, I am, I guess because it's new to me. I get a little bit more like, oh my God, people are going to freak. I don't want people freaking out when they see me, but everyone's like, oh my God, you look so nice. Your hair. Like I get a lot of positive results, a lot of positive, you know, responses, you know, not that I'm really looking for it, but it also makes me feel good that I'm walking in the right direction because this is something that I wanted to do for years. And when the pandemic hit a couple of years ago, I bought all these hair supplies to say, yeah, I'm taking them out now. And that was also three, you know, going on three years ago now. And I finally did it. So I'm happy with that. That lets me know I'm A, at peace with myself. And I am happy on the journey that I'm on. So that's something that happened this year too. Um, I got a lot of airplay this year. Oh my God. A lot of radio play, you know, and I'm grateful for that. So grateful for that. From 97.7 FM Canada Outlaw Radio to 91.1 Hot 91 um, in Virginia, Norfolk State Radio, to 95 The B, oh my goodness, to um, 88.5 WMNF in Tampa Bay, Waves of the Bay. Um, and I'm just naming these stations as they're coming to me because these are stations that keep me in rotation and has kept me in rotation every, like, every day this year. So I'm grateful for it. So grateful for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the program directors that gave a chance on my records, on the indie artists, on the indie label, from the DJs who gave me positive feedback and said, hey, you know, we're spinning this. We like this, you know, and reached out when they didn't have to. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because like I said, I'm leading and continue to lead with love, you know. So I am hype about that and still hype about that. And like I said, as a result of it, the song that my number one Shazam song still to this date is the coldest ever. And because we do have an Arctic freeze and all this stuff going on, I think I'm going to end this show with the coldest ever again, in case you missed it the first time, because that song is near and dear to my heart. And it really sums up how I feel and what I've been going through, like, you know, on, on my spiritual quest to being the better clean, you know? So on that note, that's a good segue into some of the things throughout the years that, and I still don't even go through all of my stuff. You know, I've been through a lot of things. I'm going to do a separate episode about Afrotech. I got to tell you about that in um, detail. I should have been told you about that, but it was like literally we went to Austin, Texas the week before Thanksgiving. We was out there all week, had a blast. It was like we met the Arctic blast before it came full throttle, but it was cold, but it was cool. It was nice. Met some amazing people, amazing executives, amazing, you know, just different people from different walks of life, people of color, because that's why it's called Afrotech. And um, in particular, you know, just beautiful, beautiful people in the technology world, in the digital world. And um, I was happy to be a part of that. And I was happy to be nominated and selected to attend that. So I want to do a whole episode about that and my whole experience there. It is way overdue. But literally once I came back, Thanksgiving happened. And then um, had some end of year deadlines to me. I had, um, you know, just a lot of obligations that still needed to be met. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of... Um, 
I don't know, it's the holiday time and you know how the holidays do. It comes fast, it comes in hot and it comes in fast. And that's basically what happened. So I didn't get a chance to recap that, but I plan to do that for you guys really soon. And I'm going to bring a special guest on to recap that with me as well. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. But, um, yeah, I did that. Um, I was nominated for um, Female MC Artist of the Year for 97.7 FM Outlaw Radio in Canada. I don't know the results of that. I used to put the link out and ask people to vote. If you vote, I appreciate it. Anyone who voted, regardless if I won or not, I definitely do appreciate the support because, you know, 2022, let me know that people fucks with ganga hey and y'all really rocking with she can talk the podcast as well because the hours the subscriptions the dedication the downloads the responses the conversation that has been sparked i even met listeners of my podcast in texas and how can i forget i was interviewed Colossal TV and myself were both interviewed in Austin, Texas for Hudson Tillerson University's podcast about Afrotech. That was dope. So if any of you are familiar with their podcast, it is a university. I think that's the only historical black college in Austin, Texas. But um, you can look them up and check out their interview. Check out an interview I did with them. Yeah, that was really cool, too. So just a lot of things like, you know, um, Something that was told to me as well, because I stepped out a lot on faith this year and not on sight. I stepped out a lot on energy versus like, hey, this might be a cool thing to do. You know, I just said, hey, this is what I want to do. And we always had the best fun. We had a blast. I can say like I found my inner youth because I love Universal Studios and I love Disney. Okay, and you probably like. Colleen, don't you live in Florida? Yes. Yes, guys, I live here. It's officially 10 years. I moved here in 2012. It's officially 10 years that I've been in Florida. And 2022 is the first time I've been to Disney, Universal, all that good stuff. And I've been to Disney resorts and stuff like that and et cetera. But no, the rides, total kid mode. Like, we didn't even have a kid. It was just me and Colossal. We are the kids. And to the point that we even brought family and friends back. You know, like, you guys are going to love this. You know, like, enjoying your inner child, you know? healing them, taking them to Disney world. That's the type of stuff I did this year. Um, what else? Just having fun, having fun, having decadent dinners, um, comedy shows, lots of laughter, lots of food. That is why. Oh, and I've learned to be more holistic with Eastern medicinal practices versus Western. When it comes to things like, you know, I don't really want to share too much, but copper is your friend. I will tell you that if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I use like copper pitchers and copper mugs for drinking water and um, just add more copper into your lifestyle for teeth, for dental hygiene. You'll be surprised. You will be surprised. So, um, yeah, becoming just more in tune with yourself health wise, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually and financially. Always good years. I'm so grateful, you know, just so grateful for everything. I cannot complain about anything, but I did still want to, you know, not just make this a whole hour about me and how grateful I am because we still have the new year's wrap up and I got something special coming up for y'all for the new year's wrap up. I got two more episodes coming up before the year ends, So I'm not going to just compact it into one. You you guys deserve more. I love you. I'm going to give you more. So anyway, real quickly though, I just also wanted to touch on, 
you know, give you how I, you know how I do guys. I give you a little explanation of what I've been up to and all that stuff. You know, I didn't want to just jump in and be like, bang. So, you know, I've been really finding myself and I'm at a very peaceful, enjoyable place. And so I just wanted to share that with y'all. But I also wanted to touch on things in media that I just found interesting, you know, and I felt like this stuff in media didn't happen to me. It didn't happen. It didn't personally trigger me, but it also was awakenings, you know, to say like, Hey, wow, you know, this, you've been through that, but look at, look how God is showing you. It could be much worse. Right. So just little things like, for example, um, this year has truly taught me the meaning of friends. I've seen some of my most beautiful friends. I've had some of the most enjoyable, memorable, and we created new core memories while laughing and sharing, reminiscing on old core memories this year. That was amazing, you know, and it really made me realize the beauty of friends, the importance of friends, you know, family can be friends, but these friends are the family you choose, right? And it's cool to see like years later, friends stand the test of time, you know, new friends come in that you're like, wow, I, I feel like I've known you forever. Just click the way you do. Right. And a lot of that has been happening for me this year. And I really appreciate that. And then I look and I see things that has happened in media that has saddened me or broken my heart. You know what I'm saying? Or felt, I felt empathetic towards those people and their family. We know about the Shankrella Robinson case, a bad example of friendship, right? This girl took her hard earned money, you know, whatever she was doing, she was successful at it. And she chose to share it and celebrate with her friends. And she took her friends to Mexico and paid for the trip. And they reciprocated by killing her and filming her at her most vulnerable state of not only dying, but being naked and dying at the hands of your friends, right? Such a sad story. Such a sad story. I first got caught a wind of that story when I was in Austin. And, um, not a lot of people heard about it cause you know, everywhere is different. And, um, I noticed that Austin's a very musical town. It kind of gave me like a mini LA in a field, not the weather, but sheesh, when we went to the Grammys, yeah, I would say the weather too. It was cold there, but, um, it kind of gave me the vibes of like a lot of artists, a lot of people come there for dreams and their dreams deferred. You see like a lot of homeless people. It was interesting. But, um, so I think a lot, you know, while we were there, people had their own thing going on. And plus we were, it was a big event going on. So it was just breaking. The news was just breaking about that girl. But I was like, Hey, have you heard about it? A couple of people are like, yeah, I did. Or no, I haven't. I'm gonna look it up, you know? But then when I got back to Florida, I was like, wow, this, you know, you hear more stuff come out that you see in that video, the which I can only stand to look at once, you know, and barely, but you, it's like, it's, it's sad. It's sad what friends or what, you, you know, a person that you think your friend could end up doing. Right. And then it made me say to myself, I'm grateful that I have made, have taken necessary measures to put up borders or put up parameters, I guess, boundaries. That's the word between me and, you know, so-called certain friends that I felt used to take advantage of me or vice versa. We just was a bad chemical mix. Right. And it's for the better. They might hear this podcast or they might have their own testimony. But like, you know, ever since I stopped, you know, hanging out with Colleen, I'm a better person. Because sometimes you can be bad for each other, you know. But I guess that's a little bit different, though, because I never, ever, 
ever wanted to like uh, f- like physically kill a friend you might say like bitch i'll kill you like in an argument or something but that's out of anger and i don't speak like that now because words are i've learned over the years that words are powerful it's more powerful than something you action speaks louder than words they always say that right but on the real tip words are more powerful than the actions because the words can lead to actions right so there you go and um Manifest manifestation starts with the thought, then with the words you speak. So I've learned it over the years to not, you know, speak out of anger and, you know, say things negative to hurt someone because you feel hurt out of anger because it can do more damage in the long run than you can do just by saying, Hey, let me collect my thoughts and let me tell you how I really feel. And let's, let's have a, you know, sit down and talk about it. Right. But, um, there's some people that, like, like what happened to that girl in Mexico, that, that 25 year old young girl didn't even get to live a life yet. I had my locks in longer than this girl was alive and they just snuffed her out because of jealousy or whatever, whatever she did. I don't know because to me, I feel like, yeah, I took the trip and went to another country to do this and then came back and then either further went into like sit with their parents and do all this other stuff. Very interesting, weird story. And then, um, no justice has seemed to come about for it. So that's the saddened part. And just, it's a sad part of it, but it's a lesson. It's a cold lesson in friendship, the dark side of friendship. That's why when you see, you know, that's why I guess for me, I can appreciate my friends that have stood the test of time. They have never wavered. I've never wavered with them. Because like I say, it goes both ways, you know, you could feel the energy and the energy can make you react away and you'll be feeling like, why do I, why am I acting like this? But because the energy around you is negative. So it can be, you know, navigating and triggering you to do stuff that you wouldn't even do, you know, but if you have positive energy around you, the same thing can happen. You could be like, why do I feel so good? And I'm just, I want to help. I want to be a part of the community, you know, the community and the, and the team and, you know, because the team is giving you a positive energy to make you want to be a part. You know, so it's, it's, um, no, you no, know, like they, like, um, they say, know your circle is true, you know what I'm saying? Because that plays a part, which segues me into something that really took over right after Shanquilla Robinson's case. Like her case is still unsolved is still in being investigations is being done. It's like two different countries involved. So there you go. I don't know how that will turn out. I do wish the family, you know, justice. I pray for justice for her and her family, and I send them healing energy during these times. But I think her case also recently became overshadowed by Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lane's case because every day, every day, you're seeing um, them giving you updates on Shaquilla Robinson's case until Megan's court case started, which to me, um, so I'm going to just say it straight up, okay? On paper and physically, I probably have more in common with Megan Thee Stallion than I do with Tory Lanez. But then, I do have a lot in common with Tory Lanez as well. Listen to me now. So, I am a January Aquarius. Megan's a February Aquarius. And even though they have like, you know, March... Um, February Pisces and March Pisces, it, it's, you know, that some things with the stars and the natal chart, and it tends to be a little different. 
and characteristics tend to can still be different. So that's why I've learned over the years. You can't just be like, Oh, we're all Aquarius, you know, because I literally know some Aquarius that I don't like. And I'm like, I don't like that bitch. And she's Aquarius. And you're like, Oh wow. Okay. So with that being said, also she's tall. She's a dark skinned woman like myself and she raps. I have a lot in common with Megan. Now, um, I also too was in my twenties. We had fun. You do dumb shit. Now this dumb shit that I didn't do never. And I challenge anyone to come holler at me, you know what I'm saying? But I never messed with any of my friends, boyfriends. I literally remember I had a roommate in college and she had a, um, a guy that would come check her. Right. And I used to think they were the cutest couple and I thought he was cool, etc. And we, her and I were roommates. And so we fell out. We, you know, roommate shit in college is, is some real stuff. You know, like I'm so happy that times are different right now. Cause I don't feel like the, the, these kids nowadays go through the troubles and the trials and tribulations like we did. But, um, either way back then fucking paying your light bill was a fucking anxiety filled event if you didn't have the money. Right. So, you know, roommates have arguments over stuff that you look back now and be like, wow, that's very minute, but in the bigger scheme of things. But anyway, her and I fell out. We were no longer roommates. Like 10 years have passed. You hear me? So I haven't seen this girl in over 10 years. She got like married, had kids, you know, doing her own thing. And I saw the guy that she used to date when we were roommates in the club. He's like a big time, you know, DJ. So he's actually DJing in the club. You know, I do music. So he's like, Ganga, you know, we have conversations like, yo, we all went to school together to college. So he's like, yo, we, you know, going back and forth, quick catching up in the club. Then the nigga tries to flip the script and holler at me, if, you know, and I will say the whammy was, he was like, what you drinking? Like, cause you know, so I'm just thinking like, oh, it's a cool, you know, we all f- from, you know, the same school. He, I rap. You know, I'm giving the dude my CD because, you know, at the time, yes, I said CDs. That's how long ago it was. At the time, it was like, you know, I'm doing music. I'm trying to promote my stuff. So that's really the only time I was in the club was when I'm trying to network, promote, et cetera, and get the DJ the CD. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he worked in radio or something. So, you know, it was something to the effect where he was like a popular DJ. But either way, I wanted to give him a CD. So he's like, oh, what you drinking? So I'm like, yeah, I'm drinking cranberry vodka. Boom. So me, he buys me and my home girl who was with me at the time helping me pass out cds two drinks and he's like yeah 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 then he tries to holler at me and i'm like okay do you remember who i am and he was like yeah gongo you ran the you won the battle at school for homecoming and all this other stuff i'm like yeah but do you remember who my roommate was and he was like, yeah, like your, my roommate was your girlfriend. Like, I can't do that. And he was like, man, he was like, I, I messed with that girl for like two years and blah, blah, blah. I said, that's two years, buddy. You don't know how she would like, nah, but matter, yeah, I kind of felt pissed for taking his drink. Cause I felt blindsided by him trying to holler at me. If that makes any sense. So I was like, damn pissed at myself for not seeing that and accepting his drink. Right. So now he's like, I bought you a drink and shit. You know, what's up? I'm like, a drink? Nigga. Excuse my language. I didn't mean to say that, but I just kind of went back to that moment. But it was like, you don't know who I know. And mind you, this girl and I fell out years ago. Like, even to this day, like, I don't even know if her and I are friends on Facebook or not. Put it like that. Like, I don't know. She's someone that I don't, you know, I'm not in touch with. Do I have animosity or beef with them? No, it's just life goes on and you go your separate ways. But, um... This is a person I don't talk to, and I still, out of code of ethics and morality, 
and respect. I checked them. You know what I'm saying? And I was a little pissed afterwards because I'm like, man, fuck, like, why do niggas do that shit? You know? And he's like, okay, you know, suit yourself. He he didn't, it wasn't no, no big argument, no harm done. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, bitch, I bought your drink. It wasn't nothing like that. But at the same time, I was like, yo, if I don't check you, then you just thinking that I'm, I'll fall for anything. Like, what the fuck? So I checked him and I was like, yo, you must not remember that your girl was my roommate. You're bugging out. And dude was like, Wow, you're 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 a good girl. You really decent. Back then, I didn't know what he meant, but now present day, looking at Megan Thee Stallion's case, and the biggest thing to me, you know, everyone's like, "Well, that has nothing to do with the case." You're correct, but let's go back now because I always wanted to be a lawyer, and I've done a lot of stuff like study sociology. Um, just trust me. I've um done I've done legal cases and represented. Trust me, I basically am a lawyer. You can ask Colossal. <laughs> so let's just step back a little bit here. I'm not gonna say I know everything, and I'm not really gonna quote law. I'm just using logical reasoning and thinking here. And I say this all the time because you know they always say what if, right? What if when EJ, which was the stylist testified on I don't even know if he testified on behalf of Megan or against Megan I don't know but EJ and Kelsey right and and I believe it was Tory Lane's bodyguard what if when EJ put Megan in the car and Tory said hey I'll catch up with you when I'm done here what if she would have just left and when she realized her slipper was missing what if she would have said hey Tory Bring my slipper with you when you come in this way. Because that's a better way to kind of say, it's your ass when you get home. <laughs> if they fucking around or whatever, I guess, right? But not make a big stink about it. And the reason why I'm able to use these what ifs, because I had a lot of um, temper tantrums and moments where emotional intelligence was on E in my 20s. And I went fucking batshit crazy. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Megan's, you know, fucked up. She's wrong and, you know, throw her under the bus. And I'm not saying that Tori's fucked up and wrong. But I'm just thinking as a mutual person that literally been on both sides of this situation. Not fully because I haven't been convicted or tried or nothing like that. Thank you, Jesus, knock on wood. But you know what I'm just saying? Being on a, um, the person being like, you know, I guess the victim versus being the perpetrator, right? Or the aggressor. And in some cases in life, you you end up on each side. You become one or the other at one point. You know, I'm not saying all the time you have to, but you know what I'm saying. Life is life. And you've been there. If you live life, you've been there. So all that to say is um, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But let's say she, for, you know, said, hey, instead of going back for the slipper, I'm just going to have him bring it to me. You know, would this have happened? Probably not. If she didn't go back at all for the slipper and then, you know, caused a scene at, you know, Kylie's house, which caused them both to get kicked out. And I'm just giving you stuff that was stated in the court trial and you see it all over the news, etc. So I'm not making up anything. I'm just going on a what if scenario with the facts that were presented to me. If she didn't go back to get her slipper and then have another encounter with Tori and cause them both to be kicked out of Kylie's house. Would that, would this have happened? 
if she didn't drink as much and wasn't as um, aggressively drunk as like, you know, people testified to her being, would she have become perturbed enough for this to have happened? Or would she have been, her emotional intelligence would have been a little bit higher for her to be like, yo, I peep game here. I'm a back off. But I'm going to tell you why I feel like emotional intelligence was on E because why are you banging behind your friend? Now, I'm not going to say, oh, everyone's perfect. Everyone has something in life they regret. I think I told y'all my story. When I was like 19 years old, I don't know, a married man swooped me off my feet and I thought I was in love. (laughs) Okay. That's my mistake. Am I, you know, Proud of that? No. Even to this day as a grown-ass woman, it makes me cringe just to think about that, like how young and naive I was. But that's just it. I was young and naive, so I can't beat myself up for that. And I've been taking um, Young Clean to Universal Studios and to comedy shows. Like, So we good. We healing. We've been to Wu-Tang. We good. But um, we, the, or I'm just saying that to say I've been through shit. So, And then I also know how I acted a fool and shit. So I can also say, hey, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, if you didn't do this, would this have happened? You know? So um, it's a lot to it because I think, like, for example, me personally, she shouldn't have went back. A lot of people are overlooking that. But let's go back even further. She shouldn't have fucked Tory Lanez if your friend was fucking him. That's the point I'm trying to make. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of moral you know, factors that people are like, this is, it doesn't matter in the court of law, but I'm like, well, what happened to just morals? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And some people are like, well, you fucking married me. And you know, so that could have been, how are you going to talk about morals? I was, I was 19. So I'm not going to say that I was like <laughs> the best or the most. And I was a kid. I was a kid. And I was actually a kid being taken advantage of. If you get on it, if you get technical with it, but at the same time, you grow and you learn from it. Now, if I was a woman today, as an adult woman here, living that type of life and doing things and not, you know, not respecting family and not respecting people's marriages, then you can say, Colleen, what type of morals do you have? Because you, you know, being a pot calling the kettle black. But as you can see, that's not the case. And because of, they say, when you learn something, you change. Right. And I'm not going to say that was just my one incident, but I'm just saying that one incident taught me a, like a lifetime of lessons. I'll put it like that. Just like I believe this will teach, hopefully making some lessons, but is she really going to get a lesson out of this? She won the case and Tori's going to jail. But to me, I feel like that's kind of, um, as far as morally, how can you feel a good win or a triumph when you actually went back to get him? And when you actually knew he was fucking your friend and you started fucking him and then you guys had to have some type of understanding because you both kept it from Kelsey. But then in addition to that, you had some type of further understanding because he knew about the other guys you messed with that messed with Kelsey and then you followed up behind and messed with. So, so, you know, some people can say, well, you know, it was just Tori because Tori's a celebrity and Kelsey messed with her and, and you know, messed, messed with him and then she messed with him, blah, blah, blah. But it's about three or four guys, athletes, rappers, etc. You know what I'm saying? And God knows who else that Kelsey has messed with that Megan followed up behind. 
morally, that's some bullshit. And on top of that, I feel like, um, that's what that argument, that's what that physical altercation was about because the heat was on him about being, you know, up in there with Kylie or whatever. And to me, I feel like, why did Kelsey not get a clue and be like, why are you so upset about what he doing? I'm fucking him. Like why? And, or maybe that happened. And that's what led to the rest of it. Cause he said, oh yeah, how won't you tell her what we doing? And that's when it came out. Right. Because how are you going to try and police me when you're doing your homegirl dirty? I think that was the route. I'm just speculating. Once again, I'm going off of the stuff that was said in the case, you know? So my speculation is maybe something to that effect happened because the music, especially if you're successful, like dude was successful independently. Like there's people that even have like a more of a name because, you know, he's from Canada. He's not from here, but you know, maybe more of a history, more of a legendness in the game that are independent and don't make as much money on as he do off of music and shows, etc. you know? So, and he's a talented guy. Like the, the, the guy is talented. Like his songs, like, well, do I like every song? No. Or, you know, but he has quite a few that's like, wow, this dude, he's pretty good, you know? So Megan too, she has songs, you know, now me personally, if I had to pick between the two musically, I'm going to go with Tory Lanez. I'm just being honest because that's just a, this type of sound and style I like, you know, um, but do I like a couple of Megan songs? Yeah, you, know, you hear the ones on the radio that you hear every day in rotation, so you're going to grow to like them. So, and also I feel like, you know, she has a lot of business adventures. I loved her when she was one of the judges on that show Legendary or HBO Max. You know, so I'm not by any chance biased one way or the other. I like both of them for different reasons, and I respect both of them for getting their bag. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not here to be in, in, any, in the case for real, but... I just was like, wow. So morals is just not even a thing no more because I saw like, I guess it was like Fox news and they were talking about, you know, this case and it was like Fox LA, I guess. I don't know. They were talking about the case and they had a um, lawyer on there. Oh no, it was actually Orlando because the lawyer was in Orlando and was with Fox news and he was talking about the Megan case. And the newscaster said, Hey, um, do you think all of her promiscuous, you know, promiscuous, promiscuity, I can't even say it, promiscuous behavior, we'll put it like that. So they were like, do you think, um, based on Megan's promiscuous behavior, this is going to hurt her in court, her chances of getting a win? And the lawyer said, no, this has nothing to do with that because, you know, her sexuality and her sex life is not on trial, which is not. But, um, hear me out now, hear me out now, just like, going back a little bit, like say if it was a murder case, right? Don't they try to figure out the cause, like say the husband murdered the wife and they come to find out he murdered her for the insurance money, like the reason behind the murder, right? Or if there was like, um, a divorce, right? The reason on what grounds are we getting a divorce? Is it because of reconcilable differences? You know, there was it infidelity, you know, was it financial indifference? Like what are the grounds? So at the end of the day is to me, like it should always be a reason, right? And so the, the reason that they said was because she said his music was garbage. When 
if you just look at a poll of the pulse of the people and read the room, literally the social media room, you can see that a lot of people know that Tori has really good music, really good listenable music that you can like listen to for a long period of time versus like that one song of old girl. You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with the knees. I'm done with the ah, 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 pussy, pussy, wah, ah, ah, whatever, you know? And then to me, um, I'm a black woman. You see, it's in my bio here on She Can Talk, the podcast. I use this show here to navigate living life as a black woman in America. So I talk about things that affect me, you know? So um, two things two things that I noticed that were interesting. The first one was the moral compass is gone. No one, like, cared, and no one even said, like, this could potentially be. To me, I feel like that's a more spicier reason to fight. And in my years of living, I've seen people get physical over who they're sleeping with more than like, you know, you know what you think of my song. Now, guys, macho, you know, beef or whatever like that, they'll use their songs to diss. And even women, they'll use their songs to diss each other. But um, I don't really see someone being like, oh, your song is whack. And then, you know, I'm going to. And we were just cool today. And it's like, now I'm going to shoot you tonight, you know, but I could see in that moment with him and the two girls, it got spicy because the whole thing was blown up. Their whole little love triangle was blown up to me. That just seems more spicier. Maybe it's made for TV. I could just still be wanting it to be more substantial than it was the grounds or whatever. But now this is my flip side of it. Um, I noticed that like when a lot of men, if you say, hey, how do you feel about the Megan Thee Stallion case? A lot of them, like, oh man. They just instantly show their physical disdain towards Megan. Now, um, is it because she's, you know, and I would ask them, like, why, what, what do you feel? Like? Oh, she's a liar. She's lying. She's lying on Tori. That's okay. Well, um, what makes you think she's lying? Well, she wasn't shot. And, um, I have another question about that. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not going to spend a long time on that, on this, but I just wanted to ask some questions. Hear me out. Do you have to get like a bullet into your foot? Like, okay. So a fragment into your foot is considered a shot, a gunshot wound. I thought like you had to be like physically I don't know. I don't know how I'm explaining this. Because, for example, a ricochet, shrapnel. I guess you could get, you know, but if the, like, I've seen some, you know, like on movies when some person got shot, then it ricocheted and shot another person, the bullet. So I guess you can get shot, right? But the fragment of the bullet, is it, did it break away? Or did it ricochet that little piece hit her? Like, it, there's a lot of questions I have about that. And like, what's considered a shot these days? Like as far as in gunshot wound, you know? So I guess that's me. me. Like, I don't know. Cause if it can be confused easily with stepping on glass to being a gunshot wound. And it wasn't until hours later that people realized what it was. Then that's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. But, um, it's kind of like my same question with the moral compass, like no one, so moral morality is not even a thing anymore. And then you could just kind of curve tail or curtail things to what you want it to mean. So 
I got it. I get it. I guess I'm understanding it now. But um, those are my questions because I was just like, those things didn't make sense to me. I thought like, like I've seen um, a fella, I've seen two people. One person had like an infected big toe and they had to get surgery to get their toe removed. And A, they were in so much freaking pain. It was terrible. And it had took so long, like six months for them to heal. And on the other side, they seen someone actually get shot in their foot. And it took them same amount of time and they had to wear a boot and they had to like have a cane you know what i'm saying so i don't know it just seemed like the snapback was quick how so like how severe or how non-severe to be considered a gunshot wound i guess but in this case i'm just asking questions because the verdict is in it's not like it's a um still up in the air room for debate the verdict is in and he's facing like a long time in jail because of this but to me i feel like the sad part is you know, I hope that she doesn't forget that she went back to get him from Kylie's house. And in the first place, she invited him to Kylie's house. That's one thing. Now, the this side I relate to Tori on, right? Tori Lane's family, if I'm not mistaken, are Caribbean. I really want to say they're Jamaican, but Caribbean. And I know he has a connection to the Bronx. So that's why I think I want to say he's Jamaican. But anyway, he's from Canada, Jamaican, Caribbean. I'm Jamaican Caribbean from the Bronx, you know, et cetera. Now we're in Florida. But um, what I will say, something that my grandmother used to always say to me and my mother used to always say to me, my granny used to always say, everywhere dogs scrape and boil, you mustn't mock present. Now you're probably like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, just switch it around. Like, everywhere a dog is at with his bowl, like say, you know, he's his feeding bowl, he's scraping his bowl for food. You shouldn't be there. And I don't know how the dog equates to a human, but this is the translation of it. Not everywhere you think is popping, you sh- you got to go. Not every party that you think is going to be lit, you should be there. And not every invite that you get, you should attend, right? Because my um, my mother told me a cautionary tale when I was a teenager years ago. <laughs> like I had to say that, right? You guys know that. But anyway, a cautionary tale about a friend of hers and um it kind of happened in real time while we was there like while it was you know while it was happening and you know whatever my mom took time out to tell us what was happening and basically used it as a learning lesson for us like a cautionary tale for us but one of her friend's sons who was a little bit older than us so at that time we probably were like 12 13 you know years old 14 for my brother whatever years old so we weren't really partying and going to the clubs and all that stuff just yet right but you know you have friends and you go skating and birthday parties etc but this guy was in his like teens to early 20s I want to say he was like 20 19 20 and he was chilling and he was in school and he was working a job right he still lived with his mom but you know he's doing all the right things to to become a great person in society and one night um he was called two things he was called on the phone by his friends to come with them to the party the party's jumping so and this is you know pre-internet cell phone days so they called his house phone and his mom was like he's sleeping he's in the room sleeping and it was like wake him up wake him up it's, you know the house party you know want to go she was like i'm not waking him up he had a hard day a long week he went to bed early he's sleeping so later on in the night, you know, I guess he took a nap or whatever. Later on that night, he woke up and ended up getting dressed, meeting up with his friends who came to his apartment and go and went to the party. 
they had a good time. They're having fun until someone's chain got snatched and he started shooting and he got shot. Right. So he wasn't even a part of the, you know, the beef or the actual chain snatching or what have you, but he was a recipient of the bullet. And, um, you know, of course the guy's mom was devastated. Like he was in his bed sleeping. They woke my baby out of his bed to go kill him. You know, like how terrible is that? So my mom was always like, be careful, especially when you're comfortable. Like, like if you don't feel it, don't go. Basically is what she's saying. Like, don't go. If they come to the house and they force you like, yo, you got to go. No, nothing is that, you know, important or too good to miss that you can't miss it. If you feel away. So follow your instincts. And second of all, if you're comfortable already in your house, in your bed, etc. Even if you wake up and say, you know, I'm a, get a late night snack. And if your friends are like, yo, you're missing it. You're missing it. Don't let anyone ever let you feel like you're missing out on something to the point that you have to go regardless. Because you don't know what can happen there. Because a lot of things can go from positive to negative in 0.3 seconds. And you don't want to be the one that come and get the 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 bad energy end of the situation. So I feel like that kind of happened with Tory Lanez. I don't know what he was doing or where he was at or if that was the original plan. But based on what they said, they said, hey, he's um, he was somewhere and she called him and invited him to Kylie's house. And the guy said they both were excited that he was coming. Kylie and Megan were excited that he was coming. So I don't know what switched or maybe 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 Megan thought she was going to be able to shine and be like, I'm the baddest bitch. And Kylie was like, no, this is my house and I am the baddest bitch. You know, like whatever it was. It was a disconnect. I could tell you like this, the, very, the night that it happened and they put that video up in the pool, I saw the disconnect there, like something's not right. But um, he was invited there. You know, he wasn't there causing mayhem and then just rolled over and spilled into the street. He was invited there. Then when he got there, he probably didn't read the room well to be like, um, they're pissed at you for whatever you're doing, flirting or whatever you're doing. Maybe he didn't read the room well or maybe he did it. He didn't care. Cause he's like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time with everyone. Y'all invited me here for a good time. I'm going to bring a good time. Right. So maybe he didn't read the room and, um, and at the same time, maybe he didn't care because he's like, yo, I bang, I bang both of y'all. So she's next on my hit list. I'm going to go down this list. Who knows? I'm not here to, to judge that and to make a opinion on that. My point of it is. That was another lesson there that also intertwined with friends. My mom, my granny used to always say, not everywhere that they claim you need to be, you need to be. Don't think about, don't feel like that. Sometimes you got to um go with your instincts. You know, I'm going to give you another story real quick. How you, you're like, how does this relate? Is energy. Trust me, it relates. But years, years, years ago, I was in high school, nowhere near college, but Puffy, used to throw these basketball games at city college. I know like, Oh my God, you're bringing up city college. That's like taboo. But he used to throw these basketball games at city college, celebrity basketball games. Everybody used to be there every weekend, like from DJs, DJing dancers, rappers, like everyone you could think of a video music box every weekend. It was lit. Right. So my, um, friend happened to get like a couple of tickets. So like literally three weekends straight, we went, three weekends straight we was at we was in there 
whatever. And I'm talking about if you ever been to one of those, you know, it's like all day, all night, spill over into the street. It's like you don't go home until like damn near the next day type of thing because you're going to have fun. Anyone who has been to any of those city college, um, city college basketball games, you already know it was a Lithuation. So um, my mom now in her I don't know, motherly instincts. Back then I used to be like, oh, she, you know, talking about she think I'm too grown. But maybe her instincts kick in because now I'm on that level in life where I understand the energy and I understand, you know, when instincts kick in, you know. But she was like, you're not going. I got my outfit laid out. I'm getting drunk. Like, what you mean I'm not going? She was like, you're not going. I'm like, wait, hold on. Now you want to act like you're regulating. I've been going for the last month. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we do every Saturday. And she's like, nope, you're not going. I mean, hell, I don't I honestly feel like my mother tried to beat me or fight me. I feel like we got a physical to the point that it was just like, you're not going. And now you ain't going to do shit else type of thing. All right, it didn't go. But what happened that day, later on in the evening on the news, because I think like I went to the grocery store. My mom ended up doing like Saturday errands with her, which I didn't want to do. And I came home and we turned on the TV and the news came on and people started calling, calling, calling because they wanted to make sure I wasn't there because I was there every week before. And they had that terrible event where massive people died. Everyone got crushed. The doors closed up to the gym and crushed people and people tried to bum rush to go in. And it was a terrible, terrible situation. Needless to say, I never went back after that because that was the last of it. Okay. But, um... Yeah, all I have to say is it was the place to be. And I was there every other weekend before that. Why not go there? And my granny hit me with that line. She was like, not everywhere the dog scraping ball, you must mark present. And I was like, but I was there last week. And she was like, okay, and you had fun last week. Calm down. Your mother said you can't go. And it was both tag teaming me. And I was like, pissed. Then later on that evening, I'll never forget. It was like six o'clock news. I'll never forget. That joint came up. You see the steps. You see like everything. I literally, I was there. Like I know exactly what, where they was filming in front. Like what was going on. They showing you the, the disaster, the ambulances. And my grandmother just looked over at me and said, "You see, you see it, see it there." And I was like, "Yeah, I do." I ain't even saying nothing else, you know. So certain things that I have, you know, experienced, and certain cautionary tales I've been told by my family. I think I do. I'm okay. In these days, in this part of my life, I'm comfortable with following my instincts and paying attention to my intuition because it hasn't led me astray. And or vice versa, sometimes it leads me to positive directions. So I'm grateful for that. So I think ultimately at the end of the day, that was another big lesson for me in my quest for being the optimal person that I could possibly be, you know what I'm saying? And um, be the best representation of my ancestors that I can be. You know, you have to take everything and take and find the lesson in other people's lessons, even if it's not directly affecting you, because sometimes you can learn better that way as well without having to go through the lesson, right? So I know a lot of kids, like I have like a lot of, you know, nieces and nephews, little cousins, you know, that they, they don't feel like they're that young, but I was there. I could tell you a thing or two, you know, but you're grown. So I get it. So we don't, we butt heads at times. And I know because I was the same way with my family, you know, when they tried to tell me things that I didn't think was needed. So, um, just take time and follow your instincts and follow your intuition. That's going to not lead you astray at all. And, um, 
sometimes if it's too good to be true, don't trust it. Like Shinquella Robinson's case where, you know, she thought her friends was the amazing best things ever. She's paying $10,000 trips for them, for them to do her like that. Um, even with Tory Lanez, if it's too good to be true, sometimes it's not because he was banging friends and then here she invites him over to another hot, you know, Instagram, social media star house and, you know, she's hot. Maybe I could get them too because birds of a feather flock together. So I'm going to be able to bang out the whole crew. You know, if it's too good to be true, sometimes it's not because look who ends up getting the shitty end of the stick, you know, not Kelsey, Kelsey just put up her family pictures, not Megan, she's chilling, you know, Kylie didn't even show up for court, she wasn't even subpoenaed for court, you know, but who got the short end of the stick? The person who was invited several times over to come to that party. So that's the questionary tale there. Sometimes, you know, just be mindful and follow your gut, you know, but that's how it is out here you know that's why i say lead with love guys because it's it's um it's an even type of split it's not all bad it is not all good so you got to just be aware of your surroundings and be aware of what's happening and be aware of who you're spending your time with you know like friends family even you know co-workers you know just be mindful because you just don't know what people are going through and you always want to lead with love so that way you can help people through it if possible right you don't want to end up in negative situations and on low vibrations. Nah, we can't do that, guys. We're entering 2023. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch base on you. That was the thing for me that um, kind of stood out this year. I would say the the meaning of friendship amongst all the other stuff that I told you I wanted to change with myself just become to become a more, uh, a more optimal or optimum version of myself right so um i just wanted to share those things with you but another thing is um it's cold <laughs> it's cold everywhere literally um and physically cold everywhere everywhere like it's winter time they got like arctic storms coming through on people like certain freeze and blasts etc so just be mindful be careful out there of what you all um are doing and stay warm stay warm layer up layer up layer up emotionally physically whatever you got to do layer up because it's cold and with that i'm gonna leave you guys with the coldest ever i know repeat but i don't care because i feel like this listen to the words that hit your ears and you will let you will learn a little bit more about me and especially the first half of this episode after you hear my song the coldest ever it might give you a little bit more insight into me but um once again you already know who it is it's clean i'm not gonna hold you long because like i said i do have to hit you with two more episodes before the year is out and i don't have a lot of days hey before the new year so i'm gonna hit come back around for y'all because you know you deserve it guys you deserve it also happy holidays happy kwanzaa um happy hanukkah whatever you're celebrating happy holidays to you all i'm sending you all love light and blessings you know definitely love yourself because um in the quest to being the better self and the quest to being your optimal self where you can see stuff you can peep the bs you can spot the craziness negative energy you have to love yourself first so like i always tell you guys love on you because you can't love me if you ain't loving you right so love yourself first and then come back on around me spread that love and share with everyone else and you also know my other motto if you like this episode tell a friend if you don't like this episode please 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 
tell a friend because it ain't going to hurt either way you look at it, right? Until next time, it's your girl, Colleen, a.k.a. Gangali MC on Instagram. Y'all be good. Y'all be stay safe. Not safe, but y'all be safe. Stay blessed. That's what I was trying to say. I love y'all. From my mouth to your ears, much love. I'm out. Peace. I'm still proving myself, myself, but now improving myself uh-huh. at peace with the pain I endured uh-huh. and at ease with the scene a little more. more. It took some time for me to get here. Uh-huh. Had to walk rough roads just to see clear. Uh-huh. Had to act tough to protect her. Ooh. Little girl born in the coldest winter. Colleen. Now I'm all grown up. Golf from Mexico style blown up. Uh-huh. Plan my next move and then show up. Hey. Zen life brown girl with the glow up. They're not ready for it A little nervous, but I'm here for it uh, No shade, waiting my turn for it uh-huh. All pain, but I still learn from it uh, Now it's love with it The coldest with it, and I'm cuffing it Beat that stick, and they loving it Tongue so sick, I cough lyrics uh, The coldest The coldest The coldest Ever